One yeah. more swig for the working man. Hardly working man. <laughs> for the hardly working mans. Yeah, whose mans are these? These mans. <laughs> Excuse me, would you please come to the front desk? We have your mans. <laughs> whose mans <laughs> is these? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Tiggy Steak Podcast. That's right. It's one of those. No sin means this show is off the rails before it even begins. And I do want to say it is a shame that we will not have uh, Mr. Sin for the win on the show today. But Mother Nature, she's mean. She's mean. She's angry at me right now. My God, this week in terms of snow, of ice, it's been brutal. Just got back inside from shoveling my driveway for the fourth time this week. Um, And yeah, because of this storm, we couldn't record yesterday because I needed to do what I could to make sure that, you know, I could actually exit my house. So no sin today. But as you know, Endo is here alongside me for... You know, what's going to be an interesting show, my friend, and I I say that because I think how I've elected to handle this, essentially, is there is the biggest story in hockey that happened a couple of days ago that I think everyone is already sick and tired of discussing. But we Is it Fall Out Boy? It is Is Fall Out Boy. It's Fall Out Boy uh, announcing their new album. Uh, Fuck, I forgot the name of it, but like it's. From Stardust or whatever the fuck. Hold on. That would be a great name for the oh, Fall Out Boy album. Ah, fuck. I forget the name of it. Basically, hold on. I can't remember what the fucking name is. Uh, or is it? God, love okay. from the other so side. Mu- yeah, so much for Stardust. It's like in the, the brackets yeah. with the four. Yeah, mm. you know, because they're not really in the best limelight of their careers right now. Although, hey, the single singer- they put out sounded nice, though. It sounded like their album that everyone hated back in 2008. And it, everyone loves it now. Like so, it it just aged poor. It did not come out at the right time. That's how these things work. Yeah, that's the music look in the at, look, at how, show. look at how celebrated Limp Bizkit are. They just yeah. they were a bit too far. Uh, you know, they were a product of their time, but they're appreciated now as exactly they should be. Um, so yeah, what Daddy we're Durst. Do... Oh, that works too. <laughs> <laughs> Dream podcast guest Fred Durst. We'll all yes. wear red hats, not those red hats. Um, that said, we will talk about the whole Ivan Proveroff thing at the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, so that way, if you're sick and tired of hearing it, like I'm sick and tired of talking about it already, then you will get the entirety, essentially, of the show, and that'll be at the back half of it. Uh, and I'll state here, just like I'll state then, um, what I'm going to say are my thoughts. Endo doesn't necessarily agree with them. Maybe he does. I don't know. And of course, we're not speaking for sin either. If you want his thoughts on it, ask him directly about it. Uh, But what is said and will be said uh, again, uh, you know, my thoughts, despite my name being on the marquee, that does not necessarily mean that, um, you know, it's representative of my other uh, co-hosts on the show. So we'll say that as a little teaser for my thoughts on it in case you uh, don't follow me on Twitch or don't pay attention to uh, my social media whatsoever. (laughs) That said, Mr. Mills. As we get this show on the road, we have to mention something first. Yes. And that is... We must. This show is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped.com. Yeah, baby. 
You can use code Tugi. That's T-O-U-G-I-E at checkout for 20% off your order and free shipping. But breaking news, everybody. Manscaped. Well, they now sell beard products. That's right. They are revolutionizing male grooming that much further with their brand new. Did I just blow out your eardrums? No. So what happened is I hit a tab and it was Sports Gamer and it was on full blast. Ooh. And like it was it was dormant. So I just heard like I heard Guido's like like EDM music in my ear. I'm like, oh, God, That's I'm OK, great though. EDM music. Not yes. quite as great as the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit from Manscaped. You will find no better product to allow you to shape your signature beard look than what you will get with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. It's time to tame your mane. Of course, again, Sin should totally be on the show. He's the only one who can actually grow a proper damn beard. So go figure he misses our, our first mention of this. Uh, but the Beard Hedger, of course, as all their products essentially are, it is cordless, gives you 20 different cutting lengths, all with one different guard. No messy drawer full of different attachments and stuff like that. It's all in one, baby. It's ridiculous. Plus, it's waterproof. You can shave in the shower. You can avoid all that hair in the sink, which is the worst part of shaving, dare I say, is having to freaking try to scoop the hair out of the sink. And just, it's, a, it's a pain. Yeah. It's a mess. Like it. You got to get the the roll of toilet paper a little bit to try and scoop it out so it will actually stick to the paper because it won't stick to your hand. Uh, uh, uh. Well, we have tools for that you're given when you use your Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0, and I'm pretty sure they offer it with the new beard trimmer, which is basically, this is like the Sin expansion pack. This is, yeah. the, Sin, this is the Sin expansion pack that Manscaped has provided. They looked at beards, uh, looked at Sin's like Nordic beard and like heavenly like skull like face and we're like we need to make a product for him just for him and lo and behold it's it's here there you go as well alongside the uh, beard hedger itself you get their phenomenal new beard shampoo and conditioner oh. their top notch beard oil even even their new beard balm it's a pomade to help shape and stylize it anyway that you want, you also get a free brush comb and a pair of scissors. There you get go. Get 20% off manscaped.com. Code Toogie, free shipping. You know the deal. The new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Check it out. Manscaped.com. Now, if I, I had know, a Mills. beard, or if I could grow a beard, I'd use that product. But alas, I am a small, petite man, and I do not have facial hair to grow. So I will... <sighs> I will delegate it to someone else to use. We'll just give it the sin. <laughs> we, the soy boy, liberal cucks that can't grow beards. Liberal. All right. <laughs> someone on Twitter, because of course it's Twitter, uh, was like, said something, something, something so stupid. I was like, this is you. And it was something they said was super racist. And they're like, yeah, I'm this I'm this background, you liberal cuck. And I'm like, bold assumption, buddy. Bold assumption. <laughs> Again, oh, we'll have plenty of time to talk about stuff like that towards the end of the show. It's going to be yeah. a fun one. My goodness. Uh, but before we get into some of the topics at hand, let's throw it over to our viewer questions, as we always do. Again, there is a link to the Discord, whether or not you are watching us on YouTube. Hello, by the way. Or listening to us wherever. Uh, you prefer to listen to your podcast. The link will be down there in the description. Join up like these fine people did. And we start off, of course, 
with Piney, who has some redemption in mind. Oh, because boy. the last time out, eh, this question, you know, it was okay. It was okay. Today, he asks, Shorzy has been picked up for a second season. In Fuck honor yes. of that. <laughs> Fuck yes. Okay, continue. And- in honor of that, what three current NHL players do you think would be a good fit for the show? Um, Endo, this is a lovely question for you because I'm about to disappoint a lot of people. Yeah, I'm fucking see. seeing Shorzy. What the I fuck's wrong with you, yet. bud? Oh, fuck, I buddy. I know. I am. What kind of tin wires you got over there on your TV over there in Maine, buddy? What the fuck? Um, uh, <laughs> you don't have cable. Uh, wait, it's on streaming services, too, so there's no excuse. I mean, I, I also haven't seen, like, a lot of stuff, so yep. I don't blame you. Uh, I'm a sheltered young boy, as we've found out uh, over the past year and some bit on the podcast. Uh, Tom Wilson's an absolute shoot to be on there. Pat, Pat Maroon. Uh, and I think as I coined him, Big Bad Brad. Uh, Brad Marchand. Those three. Just on there. Perfect. That's a perfect I combo. I can't possibly disagree. How could mm-hmm. I? Yeah. Because I haven't seen an episode. I'm going to get around to it, though. I promise. You've seen Letterkenny, right? Bits and pieces I haven't seen. So, you know, like, you know, like all the hockey elements of Letterkenny? Yeah, I, I understand the concept of the show. I just haven't gotten around to watching it. <laughs> oh, man. There's one part uh, whether we're uh, sure he's talking to the to the girl. And he's like, I'd be good to you. It's like, how good? You wake up, I'm already there being good to you. <laughs> it's so good. I'm just like, you have to watch it. It's on That's the your... short list of shows to watch. It is. Oh, okay. It better be top of the list. You're going you're gonna to love it. I think it is. Aside from like checking out the first episode of The Last of Us, maybe. But as I yeah. mentioned on stream last night, I don't like watching week by week television anymore. I have been spoiled by the idea of just being able to binge everything all at once. So I often wait. Yeah, that makes sense. I think Netflix has ruined. um, Yeah, I think Netflix itself is. Yes, society entirely. It it just in general. Um, I think stuff like that streaming services have definitely ruined in terms of rewatchability and binge watching itself. Like I liked I liked the fact that I could go back in retrospect and watch a whole bunch of stuff immediately but when something isn't related episodically like every other week it, it to me it just ruins the whole appeal of it it's just just make it a goddamn movie then at least that's the way i see it fair enough yeah second question from hawks you are able to go back and relive one game live as it happened what game is it uh is it like as my current self or as the the child or the adult I was once before. I think that's up for interpretation. Okay. I would love to go watch uh, my first ever Leaf game uh, with my uncle. Uh, I think I talked about it here. It was the one nothing Chicago, no, the Chicago, uh, Philadelphia Flyers Maple Leafs game where Claude Giroux deked the ever-loving hell out of, God, was it Toscala? I think it was Toscala or Gustafson. Just completely... Because yeah, one of them tapped his head. You're probably head, tapped, right, regardless. Yeah, one of them tapped his head, tapped his glove on his head for breakaways or whenever the puck's in the zone. That's Toscala. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, it was not it was not a good game. Well, it was a good game because it was a one nothing loss. But first game, I'd love to re-experience that with my uncle. Oh, it's a tough call, man. It's a tough call because, you know, in terms of revisiting, like, are we talking exclusively games that we went to or are we talking TV? Can I mm-hmm. change reality and somehow have gone to a certain game? Um, I guess I'd keep it from the standpoint of as I witnessed it. So I can't be like, oh, I'd, I'd go to Vancouver game seven, 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, although I might choose to relit. Well, number one, you know, just to walk around the streets afterwards. Yeah, um, that's what I was going to say. So that way, you knowing like the story, the alleged story of, uh, you know, them raising the cup in the <laughs> uh, the beforehand, you know? Yeah. You just sit there and <laughs> you're that's what I would players. do. Let me go back to game six in Boston and find out for sure if Kevin BX and company practiced raising the Stanley Cup. Oh, my God. You're getting people really, really mad about that on fucking Twitter. And I love it. It's funny. <laughs> it's so it's, even if it's not true, it's funny. You know, I think the idea idea of it is very funny. Um, That said, God, because I'm like you, right? I'm like, oh, do I go back to like one of the Portland Pirates games that I went to with friends back in the day who I don't get to hang out with as much anymore because we're adults and there's no such thing as free time? Yeah. Um, Do I go back to you know, Bruins winning the cup and watching that from the comfort of my parents' living room. Uh, there's some really, really tough choices. Go back to the Pirates game where, um, what's it called? Matt Pallack is going to fight you. That's the one. <laughs> that might be the one. And for those who don't know that story, I did go to a Portland Pirates game with said friends, uh, my two best friends from high school. And uh, we sat right next to the penalty box. And this was a game that had over 100 penalty minutes combined between the Pirates oh, and the Worcester Sharks. Um, that was the perfect game to sit right next to the penalty box for. It was, it was phenomenal. And you know what, Endo, you've won me over. That's my choice. There you go. From Rafi, you have to lose the best player on your team, but you're getting a player of your choice from another team within your division. Who are you losing and who are you taking? And why are we essentially swapping David Posternock for Austin Matthews? Because that's pretty much what would happen. Yeah, right? yeah, it's pretty much. I, mean, I feel like Pasta would be a good fit on the Leafs, and Matthews would be a good fit fucking anywhere at this point. Can you imagine Pasternak playing with John Tavares? I mean, come on. <laughs> well, I mean, with his, what is, he needs to get re-signed, doesn't he? Is it Pasta? Or Pasta does. It, yeah, he's yeah. a UFA. Pasta needs to get re-signed. So you never know what could happen. We could pull a fast one on. We're not going to do it. It's not going to happen. He's going to re-sign in Boston. Or he's really going to ask for a lot of money because I think he knows that cap increase is coming up really, really shortly too. So he's going to ask for a little bit more than probably what he's expected or what he deserves because he's he's killing it. I think a, a lot of guys too. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I say I think a lot of guys are looking to um, capitalize on that cap increase because, uh, you know, if they think that cap increase is mostly to help out the bottom players and like give them more money, but no one's gonna do that. You're gonna give a guy instead of 13 mil, 14 mil. Like, come on. Mm. Come on. You know, the thing the thing is, too, which is kind of interesting. Uh, you know, there was a quote today about like, oh, he doesn't necessarily care about the money, he cares about winning. That's everyone says that though, right? Like that's oh, a yeah. bargaining tactic to win favor 
of the player in case the team doesn't resign them. That way fans aren't like, ah, fuck the player. They direct their hatred towards the team. Uh, but the Bruins, you know, Pasta's making $6.7 million this year. Um, they have uh, $6.9 million, nice, nice, coming off the books at the end of the year from just Nick Felino and Craig Smith. Um, and really the only, I mean, the only other players aside from Pasternak, they have to resign. I mean, Bergeron's a UFA, but he already took $2.5 million this year. He comes back next year, he'll take that or less. Uh, Trent Frederick and Jeremy Swayman are RFAs. Those are the only big contracts really coming due alongside Pasternak. They can make it work cap-wise, as shocking as that is. So, um, yeah, and if it weren't to be like Pasternak or or Matthews or even a Marner, I don't know. Like Tampa, obviously, you'd be looking at like Kucherov at this stage. Florida, you'd probably look at Barkoff. Um, <laughs> Tage Thompson is the correct answer. <laughs> Trade Austin Matthews for Tage Thompson. Let's go. I mean, they did train together, so maybe that was the secret is that Tage needed to train with Austin and just, you know, get his and game transferred together. all of his goal scoring power accidentally over to Tage Thompson. It's like, um, what is it? It's like Dragon Ball Z when like Frieza like gets the thing, he's like, yeah, and he gets your power and all that. No, that's that's Cell. Sorry. That's Cell. He's like, and he does the thing and they turn into a ball. And he takes the, yeah, the power. He saps your energy. As someone who did not watch Dragon Ball Z whatsoever, I now have to watch it because of the promise of whatever the hell that sound was that you just made. Well, well Frieza's like, monkey. It's like, <laughs> he, yeah, Frieza, a four year old woman. Have you not heard what Frieza sounds like? No. Okay, you should listen to it. It's like, yeah, who are you? Ah. Like, he just sounds like that. And like Vegeta's like, yes, Kakarot, fight me. Urgh. Like that's basically what it is. How much would you have to be paid to, to do what? a full recreation where you do the voiceovers for Dragon Ball Z? I do it for free. Kidding me? I'm gonna need just, you to I, do that. That way, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Uh, fucking excuse my language. Fucking, uh, but uh, my fucking team four star, like the guys that did the Dragon Ball Z abridged, they got so good at doing that kind of stuff that they are actually in the the new games and TV shows and stuff like that, doing additional voices. Like they made fun of the product to the point that they were able to make money off of it. Kind of similar to you making roster edits with NHL. And mm. making fun of it, and, you know, like creating your own spin on it. Yeah. Except like, you know, the, the parent company actually actually gives a fuck about them. Yeah. So, you know. Note that was Endo Mills who didn't say that on this occasion. I say that nightly. Uh <laughs> final question. <laughs> I'm not affiliated. I can say anything I want. <laughs> I mean, I say anything that I want anyway, in fairness. Shockingly, I'm still affiliated. <laughs> Fair enough. Our final question comes from Young Burrito. Welcome to the mascot all-star game. You have to choose five mascots, four players and a goalie, from each team that you think is the best in their category. The categories are the four major North American sports, fast food mascots, minor league baseball mascots, and retired mascots. Oof. Monkey dude for all of them. He should have been here for this question. Oh my god. Damn it. Okay, let's try to work together on this one. Okay. The four major North American sports, NFL, yep. NBA, MLB, 
NHL. Top mascot, Gritty. Oh, 100%. 100%. I think we just we just take Gritty for the hilarity of it. Did you see him with the fucking DVD <laughs> yeah. screensaver bullshit? Like, just how going the around. Fuck think of this? <laughs> That's why he's the best. Like it's oh my he's stolen everyone else's thunder completely. And I think everyone's kind of well, they're not really salty about it because considering, you know, they're all cool and chill, like all the mascots mm. are. Mm. Fast food mascot. For a, for an all-star game, apparently. Whopper, 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 junior <laughs> double triple whopper. <laughs> Can we consider that? I mean, I guess we go with the Burger King, huh? Yeah. God, did you ever oh play god. the the freaking Burger King video game? Did you ever play Sneak King? Oh my god, dude, that thing was terrifying. terrifying. The intro cutscene is it's like an AMV, like a it's mm. like a not AMV, it's an anime music video. It's an FMV, so it's a full video. And so, like for people watching on the on the show who, who haven't seen this, look it up. But like, it's just a like a green background of like a tree, and then you see the the king's plastic ass face <laughs> go through the bush, just like. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, oh God. All right. Minor league baseball mascot is a um, little bit more difficult. I pretty much have to cheat. There's on this one, one because I'm going to count the Savannah Bananas, which is like a which is minor league baseball, but they're like a college yeah. like post team, whatever. It's like their entire team is basically the mascots. And the best part about them is that they've done so well. That I think they're the reason why that there is there was a Savannah Ghost Pirates expansion in the ECHL. Hundred percent. I I I guarantee you because if that team is doing so well in terms of numbers of attendance and also just numbers in terms of championships, they since their inauguration, I think they've won like back to back championships in that division because people just want to play for that team and just have fun. It's insane. I do want to mention. The Everett Aqua Sox. Their mascot is a tree frog. <laughs> and it is a fucking nightmare. I am going to send you, Endo, a picture of this. I don't know if we'll remember to put it up on stream. And if we don't, that's okay, everybody. Feel free to look it up. The Everett Aqua Sox. This is nightmare fuel to the upteenth degree. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh huh. Oh my god! <laughs> it's yep. Lizard yep. people are real. <laughs> Those bloodshot uh, red eyes, brother. <laughs> the wise Hulk Hogan. Oh man, did Hulk. you know that Hulk Hogan actually plays the bass? Dude, he claimed. Did you know that he's apparently being recruited by Scientology? <laughs> the moon's fake, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that's not Scientology, but that's funny. Me and L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> we sold out Madison Square Garden back in 82, brother. Turn that poop in the wine, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. And in terms of a retired mascot, these are oh. more difficult. Wait, hold but on. My before, choice. Okay, before you do that, do you know of uh, 
can't remember what it, the mascot is, but like there's a minor league baseball team and like the pickle whatever. <sighs> there's a minor Sounds baseball familiar. team. It's like pickle. Uh, minor um, baseball team pickle. He I went know viral for talking. posting his pickle on Twitter. Portland, Portland pickles. Pickle. Yeah, yeah, the Portland pickle. <laughs> his name is Dylan, apparently, with D I L L O N, because of course. Yeah. And it's a picture, it's his new phone who this, and it's his tail poking between his pants. <laughs> that's pickle. Oh, that's so that... Okay, he, he's in. He's in. He's oh. our goalie. Oh my god, his face! His, and like, his face is so square, and like, it's not square, it's just like very long, right? Yeah. It looks like, um, you know what he looks like? He looks like, his face looks like a veggie tail. Yes. Like like the the pickle from the veggie tails, and yep. like he's doing the you know I had to do it to him pose. <laughs> oh my god! Hold on, I'll pull this up right here for you. I'll send the, I'll send you a link to this because this is, this is absolutely hilarious. Like in that first photo, it says like mascot Twitter take over. Our mascot will be taking over our Twitter account now. Our next week will be him. Yeah, it was him. It was a lot of him. Now look at the first picture in that frame. He's just like holding the pose, like you know I had to do it to him. You know I had to deal it to him. There you go. Uh, so yeah, he's in. Yeah, he's we'll in 100%. With two, with two minor league baseball mascots, because it was four players and a goalie, I guess. Um, okay. And then for retired mascots, there's only one choice. Peter Puck. Oh, never mind. And he's, and he's the puck. He is the puck. He's deception. He is king. He is him. I was going to go with Ragnar of the Minnesota <laughs> Vikings. Who was literally <laughs> just some fucking dude dressed as a Viking on a motorcycle <laughs> who would this. drive across the field from 94 to 2015 and then he retired because the team and he couldn't agree to a new contract. <laughs> oh my god. So God bless Ragnar wherever oh, he man. is now. I had another one in my head but I forgot what it was. God, that's so good. Oh, the Jackson, the Jacksonville Jaguar, but only in his speedo getup that he had for um I think it was for God, I can't remember what it was. Thanksgiving, yeah. And he scored a touchdown. And he's like walking with his hips out and he's just flexing his junk like <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's the greatest thing ever. I said that, that was my favorite mascot and NJ NJ Devil almost unfollowed me on Twitter. Mm. <laughs> he was not be happy. Careful. I'm like, hey, listen, when you you got a package like that, I'm going to follow. But like, <laughs> if you don't, then... somebody scored a touchdown on him, like, in, like in his face in the end zone. And he just started air humping. Yeah. So, so like, he, he get a touchdown. He's like, yeah. And he puts his hand over his hand. So it's like air humping. It was so fuck. It was so good. It was so <sighs> good. Just look up Jacksonville Jaguar mascot Speedo. And he's Literally, wearing, if you like, just search Jaguar's mascot on Twitter, the first picture is of this mascot in a Speedo. Now look at the gif of him going. He points out as like, you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, with great. that. Thank you, everybody, for the questions, as always. And hopefully we didn't miscount the amount of uh, the amount of people on the team, but that's okay. It's tough to think of mascots. It's tough. The NHL All-Star teams have been finalized. Me, personally, I don't give a damn. Um, you know, people are mad about the snubs, the uh, 
the Twitter vote as to whether or not it was completely useless or not, or even followed. People are also, you know, similar to what I had mentioned before, the idea of the one team mandatory thing is pretty dumb. Uh, Florida Panthers are kind of upset because they have one all-star, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for the game in, you know, their arena, which I agree. Home team should probably get a few more representatives. Can you hold that for one second? I think I locked Polina outside. <laughs> yeah. I keep doing this. I didn't want people to interrupt me. Beer back. Okay, I'm coming. Don't worry. I'm sorry. Don't 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 leave me. All right, we're back. Sorry. Uh I I I do that a lot. She hates me for it. Anyway, you were saying <laughs> the only cool thing about the All-Star game is going to be those sick ass jerseys. Oh yeah, those are beautiful. I am so tempted to buy one. Admittedly, I did just buy finally the Sabres goat head. Uh, oh. It's going to be it's going to be a Darlene and I, I finally I finally jumped at the chance to buy one um, because their availability has been terrible for the most part. So it was tough, though. Once I saw these jerseys revealed, I'm like, oh, no, am I going to have to choose? Like, start looking at the jersey rack. Am I going to have to sell a couple of them? Um, yeah, God. I I'm very excited, very very excited for that uh, for that Sabres jersey because it's it's an all timer and they've been amazing in them. But yeah, these All Star jerseys are some of the best. And I did a video, I don't remember if it was last year or the year before, uh, where I did a uh, a tier list for the All Star jerseys. Oh my god, it was three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting old, Duke. I think I watched that video. Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah, three years ago, I might have to do an updated list now uh, because of this. But, yeah, no, these these are up there for sure. I don't think they're better than the original, but they are still phenomenal. And, yeah, the temptation to get one will definitely be there. So good on the NHL because they had some God awful all-star jerseys uh, over the past couple of years. A, a lovely, lovely resources, NHLuniforms.com. Um, and they have, you know, obviously every jersey ever used. There were some of those jerseys that were terrible. Last year was all right. It was just blue, red, good. But then like the 2021 in St. Louis, where it's like you have the, you know, the God, my my fiance is a music teacher, and the fact that I don't know the name of this properly, she's gonna fucking murder me. One second. What's up? Has your shark up there? I need the background for the for the 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 cause the cast. You want your shark? Do you want your shark? No. You sure you don't want the shark? Throwing you your shark. There you go. How dare you? He's a shark. He'll live. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not cutting any of that out of this <laughs> podcast, by the way. 
<laughs> okay, TLDR was Polina's birthday on Wednesday, and she I got her a shark. Uh, the famous, I think it's Balahaj uh, shark from Ikea. She really wanted it. Uh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it's a small little shark. They have a big, giant, life-size, well, not life-size, but like a big, giant, like... <laughs> Human size one. Uh, that's been like life size shark stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, because um, it's been uh, it's been a like memed to death, and it's now like a trans icon apparently on Twitter. So um, yeah, it's out of stock everywhere across the across the country, if not the fucking world. And so the small ones are available. It's really cute. Tremendous. Yeah, tremendously tremendous. The 2020 All-Star jersey sucked ass. There you yes. go. That's our conversation on the uh, on the All-Star game. I'm sure we'll talk about it once it happens, if any of us actually watch it. Uh, last year, we kind of didn't. I Twitter-watched it, essentially, which is mm-hmm. probably the best way to watch All-Star festivities. The Buffalo Sabres retired Ryan Miller's number last night and then went on to win the game in overtime. A fucking awesome, awesome goal from uh, Dylan Cousins. That was a really really fun game to watch but uh shout out to ryan miller you know ryan miller yeah st louis blue legend vancouver canucks legend ryan miller uh yeah i i I don't know i have too much to add it was just cool to see him kind of get the nod that he should and the uh like the list of names that he is alongside as someone who has his number retired uh, by the team is pretty ridiculous. Uh, Tim Horton, uh, Gilbert Perot, Pat LaFontaine, Dominic Hoshik, among others, and Ryan Miller's name is there. And they have yet to officially uh, retire Alexander McGilding's number, even though no one's worn it. Um, I think only once, and that was Alex Tuck. But come on now. Come on, retire Alex McGillney's number. Yeah. Aside from that, uh, Uri Slavkovsky going to be out for the next three months for the Habs uh, with a lower body injury. Just remember Jack Hughes is all I'll say to people. Remember Jack Hughes. We got we to gotta calm down on expecting first overall picks to be Connor McDavid out of the gates. And I honestly feel very bad for uh, Connor Bedard and what the expectations will be for him next season. That's going to suck. Matt Dumba got healthy scratched. They're going to explore a trade for him in Minnesota. Good deal. The Vancouver Canucks are essentially doing their best to embarrass Bruce Boudreaux on the way out. Fuck them. Not Bruce, the Canucks. Embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunate, man. Like The Boston he, Bruins. He was crying, right, dude. If you want to go about Vancouver, let's go. Because I'm, I'm just depressed talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> and that make me feel even better. Just I feel bad for Bruce Boudreaux because you know he was basically handed the ship. He was basically handed the keys to a ship that was already kind of sinking a little bit. I mean, last year, you know, them turning around was something almost of like a Cinderella story, but I don't think they just had enough gas in the tank to really do it. And then this year, you know, things are all looking great. Then people are just just falling apart like everywhere. Just not not a good thing and he's been basically it's basically gone literally from bruce there it is the bruce there he goes essentially like he predicted it himself if you really want to look at it that way they're gonna say oh when i get like kicked out they were saying bruce there he goes 
they haven't started that yet. They haven't started that chant yet. So thank God. Man, I think it was Steve Dangle who mentioned, like, kind of compared this to uh, the situation when the Florida Panthers fired Gerard Gallant. The whole cab incidents. Oh, yeah, Um, the cab. I don't know what one is kind of more humiliating in a sense, like being propped up and forced to go out there as a coach, pretending everything's going to be all right and knowing that you're going to get fired uh, versus, you know, being told, hey, here you go, take a cab on the way out. I don't know. Not great. The Boston Bruins, as we enter a little bit of stat time. This team are the first team to have 35 wins in their first 44 games since the 1929-30 Boston Bruins, which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I want to enjoy it more than I am, but I'm just worried about the playoffs. That's it. David Posternock hasn't signed, and I'm worried about the playoffs, and I hate it. I am enjoying it, not as much as I wish I could. And Linus Allmark is now 24-2-1, which is... Maybe the, lo- the the most hilarious goalie record I've seen ever. It's beautiful. I love it. Yeah, your your boy Allmark's keeping you in there. Uh, almost like um, today with Sports Gamer, I want to talk about that a little bit. I, just, I saw a 16-year-old in, in Sports Gamer absolutely demolish some of the top names in like the EU 1v1 like scene. Took mm. down Eki Sweep. Took down um God, I can't remember who the other guy was he played in the final. It's such a blur. Just he did he is 16 years old and won the inaugural 1v1 game yep. with ECL with Sports Gamer. Yep. He didn't lose a single game in the playoffs or the regular season. So not only did he win the first championship, he won the first he was the first person to ever win, the youngest person to ever win, the youngest person to ever go undefeated, and the first person to ever go undefeated. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what the best part about that is? He gets the award. He gets the trophy. Um, and they ask him, hey, you know, tell me, tell me what's going through your mind, man. How do you feel? Fucking amazing. First words we heard him say all day was fucking amazing. He is him. He is him. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's the oh, best. Man. He's 16. See Sudnermanen. See Sudnermanen. Done. <laughs> Done. Him exists, and he yeah. is uh, a 16-year-old Finnish kid who also apparently is a Boston Bruins fan. Let's fucking yeah. go. Dude, Allmark made some crazy saves during that thing, and we were asking him, like, oh, yeah, why did you pick Boston? He's like, oh, I really like to. I really like... Uh, Ordemark is my favorite. I also like Zidane Ochado. He's not playing. And like, yeah, it's like, yeah, he's not there, but you know, he's there in spirit. And Jesus, he he swept through the town like like it was nothing. He might be a 16-year-old kid on the outside, but he's a he's a Zidane Ochara sized man <laughs> on the inside. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, beautiful. It was amazing. Beautiful. Uh and the final few things we can mention before we talk about nonsense. Um, Steven Stamkos reaches goal number 500 in his career. 47th player to do it is the 23rd active player, uh, or is the 23rd player to do it with a single franchise. The only other active players to do it are Crosby and Ovechkin. Steven Stamkos, future Hall of Famer. Nothing else needs to be added to that. 
Uh, yeah. Mika Rantanen became the fastest player in Avs history to reach 30 goals in a season, beating Joe Sackick's record. Uh, he did have a funny comment saying, yeah, but Joe still has two cups. So, <laughs> technically has- three. There you go. Man, uh, great work uh, from Rantanen. I think Rantanen is still probably the most underrated uh, player on that roster, maybe? he's uh, In terms of like superstar-level talent, I'd say he's the most underrated superstar yeah. in the league. Because make no mistake, Miko Rantanen is a superstar. And Kyle Connor became the seventh fastest active skater to reach 200 goals. The only players to do it faster, Ovi, Matthews, Stamkos, Crosby, McDavid, and Evgeny Malkin. And he could have been a Bruin. <laughs> now, Jason Robertson has taken over, like, my, my man crush kind of, you know, forward, uh, okay. because he's amazing. But those of you who have been listening to the pod for a while will know that it was once upon a time and still and forever will be Kyle Connor. That 2015 draft, which did feature Miko Rantanen and going 10th overall, by the way. Rip the bandaid off. <laughs> 13th overall, Jakob Zaborl. 14th overall, Jake DeBrusque, which is, which is good. As voted on by friend of the channel, current Boston Bruin, A.J. Greer, the funniest person in the Boston Bruins locker room, Jake DeBrusque. And Zach Seneshin. The next three picks, Matt Barzell, Kyle Connor, and Thomas Shabbat. It continues to get worse as it ages. Yeah. There will never be a bright side to that. Well, you keep talking about like Kyle Connor and every player after that giraffe who's doing well, who's doing really, really well. And you're like, you know, I sh- it should have been me. It just reminds me of Yu-Gi-Oh! Where it's like, Yu-Gi-Oh! Just like, it should have been me! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Basically. Oh, God. So, yeah. Even when the Bruins are historically great, somehow it all circles back to the 2015 draft. With that, everybody, um, I will kind of unofficially bring the podcast to a close. This is the point in time where we get to talk about shit that no one wants to fucking talk about, essentially, at, at this point, three days later, but uh, we're going to get to it. So, thank you for listening. If the Prover off stuff uh, does not interest you whatsoever, and for those of you that it does, hey, stick with us here, and uh, and we'll talk about this. So, let's talk about this. Yay! Um, before we get into this, though, um, I want to mention I'm going to say some things that might make it kind of seem like I'm trying to make this about me. I'm not. But in order to like properly explain my stance on what the hell happened, the actions of Ivan Provorov, John Tortorella, I feel like I need to kind of explain like who I am, like the foundation of my actions and viewpoints, etc. Um, so keep that in mind. Uh, but I wanted to, you know, I wanted to make something clear, and I rubbed some people the wrong way uh, with my initial response to what happens on Twitter. Imagine that, Endo Mills. Um, I have a tendency to agitate some people. Um, breaking news. World. I'm sure. <laughs> 
Welcome to my world. This time it wasn't even me who did anything, so you can't even point the finger on me. <laughs> Not joking. Go ahead, buddy. Tell <sighs> you. So, like I said, I rubbed some people the wrong way with my response on Twitter, uh, and for that, I'm not particularly sorry. Um, if that sounds harsh, so be it, but I stand by my take on this, and always will, and I stand by this uh, for this reason. And again, this is why I wanted to clarify I'm not making this about me in a general sense. Um, I mentioned this on Twitter the night that it happened. I try to live my life by a quote that is often attributed to a former Roman emperor, one of the good five, uh, Marcus Aurelius, who allegedly stated, if there are gods and they are just, then they will not care how devout you've been, but will welcome you based on the virtues that you've lived by. If there are gods, but they're unjust, then you should not want to worship them. Now, do I expect everyone else to follow that viewpoint? No, I don't expect Endo, Sin, anybody listening to this, no. Do I think my viewpoint's better than anyone else's? No. But I do think it's better than some people's, as ridiculously egotistical as that might sound. Uh, but the reason for that is, is pretty simple, in that I try to, I aim to treat everyone with respect. The fucking basics, the golden rule here, people. And until it's clear that I'm dealing with a person or a group of people who don't, um, then no, I won't treat you with respect back. I won't have a both sides debate. Because I don't really view you as, like, a rational person. The best example might be, and Endo remembers this well, a video I put out about two years ago now, where I heavily criticized the Tampa Bay Lightning organization uh, for holding a championship parade during the height of the COVID pandemic. That parade was held in October of 2020, and the first vaccine wasn't rolled out until August of 2021. I caught a lot of flack for that video. I still do to this day for calling them an embarrassment to the NHL, which they were. Phenomenal team. Continue to prove that to this day. But it's not about that. It's about the lack of regard that they showed while for others while encouraging others to do the same. Had COVID been something like not easily transmittable, hey, knock yourself out. I've been to a cup parade. It's fucking awesome. Unreal feeling. Would I have gone to the Bruins one in 2020? No. Um, and to some, that makes me a scared snowflake and whatever. Uh, to others, including people's you know opinions that I actually kind of value, uh, they view that as responsible for not taking a risk that can potentially affect more than just me. All of this to say, it is about showing proper respect to people. Not only to those close to me, but to those who I might pass by on a daily basis. You see how this connects to the Ivan Provorov situation. At no point did I or others, quote, go after him for his religious beliefs out of the blue. He brought that critique upon himself when he made it clear that he would not treat a group of people with basic respect. And my argument is don't confuse the situation. That is what happened. And that's where my problem starts with him or with anybody. Endo, feel free to interject at any time because the Lord knows I will keep going. Yeah, so like with the Provorov thing in general too, um, it's really weird um, because like the general response has been not only has it brought more eyes to the NHL, which is like, yeah, it's a great thing, but then it's also brought 
different scaled eyes to the NHL and all that. Oh, and and people, yeah, when people are, you know, doing certain things in certain ways that the quote unquote owned a group of people when they're and your contributions are actually indirectly funding those group of people that you definitely oppose. But in terms of Provorov actually wearing the jersey and all that, like personally, I, I've been on the fence about the whole entire thing. Whereas yeah, sure, maybe you should have worn the jersey, but then you also have to say, like, oh, what if it is a religious release and like this and that? And like, yeah, that's fine, but then there's other aspects. And then then you also have the argument where like religion's not like a whole entire one different thing. It's like a spectrum of different things you believe and all this and that, yada, yada, yada. Like, I still don't know how I feel on this. And I feel like people are right to be indecisive in how they feel about it because I feel like people should have the right to, you know, express how they feel and all that. And the fact that he gave a, a, a press meeting afterwards saying like i don't support i don't support the ideal or it's not part of my religion but i don't but i i but i want what came with the exact wording uh if you can find a written part of it i can read it out better because he said something on the lines of i don't support the ideal but i want people to do what do with their own thing kind of thing i don't know the exact quote if i can find it it'll help my case right here so that way people don't take my shit out of context, and I'm not taking his stuff out of context either. Let's go. Yeah. Provorov quotes. You can feel the go on as well. It says, I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say. That may be like a PR jargon kind of thing he's saying, but this is mm-hmm. right after a game. So it leaves that up to interpretation. Because it doesn't say if he directly opposes them entirely and wants them to burn in whatever aspect of whatever doesn't say that he does support he says like it's not a part of my religion and my beliefs but you respect everybody's choices so like it's kind of like do i think he's an absolutely terrible person for not wanting to participate in the pride night uh i don't know do i think that he and his team needs to do a lot more reassessment in terms of like having a pride night because i was raised on the ideal if you are on a team or an establishment or a committee or whatever group if one person falters and that person is still part of that group you all falter because it shows us disconnect within the group and disconnect within the establishment or comp or country or whatever it has to be the, mm. the governing body of everything so do i think that if a whole team didn't support that whole ideal of you know pride night and having to support and not having to but willing to support this community you shouldn't have done the pride night if one falls you'll know, falter you know i um i was raised by uh, a father who came from a Catholic background. My mom came from a Protestant background. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that all people kind of take that same approach. But me personally, I take the positive outlook that you can get from reading such religious texts. Right. I personally have a hard time respecting somebody who chooses to overlook that positive outlook in favor of the negative. I, you know, especially knowing that it comes off as picking and choosing and odds are that person who is choosing to go about the route that is more hateful to certain people that they're likely hypocritical. You know, I'm sure totally sarcastic here that Provorov follows all the rules of the religion that he used to shield himself as an excuse for not taking place. Um, I don't think he follows the rule of having well-kept hair. Um, I'm pretty sure he's played hockey games on a Sunday when you're not supposed to work. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there are the, of course, issues. And don't correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure hockey equipment's not all made from the same fabric. I do um, not believe so. As Flyers fans have quoted, he lives with his girlfriend and they are not married, which goes against. Um, yet again, like you said, he cited his religion as the reason as to why he refused to take part in a warm up with rainbow colored numbers. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Those jerseys to be auctioned off to charities yep. um, in the name of being true to himself. As sports writer Mark Dupont or uh, Dumont, excuse me, uh, put it on Twitter. If being true to yourself includes unwarranted hate, yourself sucks. And you're right. He said what he said, but I I can't help but view his actions as just that hatred. Yep. And again, you can jump behind the excuse of saying, well, he didn't actually said that he he didn't say that he hates anybody. Right. But what if it wasn't Pride Night? What if it was Latin American Heritage Night? Yeah. What if it was something related to black history? It was the day after MLK Day, after all. What if it had been the day before and in honor of something like that? If someone sits out of one of those, how are people going to view that? Not very positively. So I have to say, like, my standpoint is let's call a spade a spade. And he sat out and refused to give the LGBTQ plus community basic respect. Which is why, and the statement that I said that really pissed people off was someone responded to me on Twitter, oh, give him proper respect, though, it's religion. And I said, fuck his religion. Does that make me better than him to not show him proper respect? Maybe, but I didn't cast the first stone. Twitter, Reddit didn't cast the first stone. And in a general sense, that's not to say, ah, fuck anyone who's religious, because that's not my standpoint. You know, I'm fortunate enough to you know have people in my community of a vast majority of religions, as I've learned. Um, but I will say at the end of the day, nothing's changed, right? He still played that night. Yeah. He still led the team in time on ice as he's been doing all season. His rights weren't infringed upon. The NHL took no further action. They were never going to. It probably wouldn't have been worth the headache for them. Yeah, they even Literally nothing happened that. to him except people called him out for what they perceived as bullshit on social media. That's all that happened to him. He's yeah. not a victim here. But what this has turned into is kind of a, a pissing match between opposite sides. And then Endo, someone like you, is, as you kind of said, you're in the middle where it's like, yeah, I can see both points. And that's yeah. cool. That's fine. Um, But let's be honest, this has kind of evolved into the typical political argument that you see online regarding any subject you can fucking think of. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, it's, I think, uh, it's weird to say like, Oh, this is over politicized and people are going to be like, well, what about what happened last year when HDA wanted to do some stuff with the NHL? It's like, that's not, then it's like, do you compare that to human rights violations entirely with that? Like basically decency and all that. And it just opens up an entire like big can of worms. And I don't want to be yeah. biased because you know, Back when black, like when anything happened between like Malcolm Subban, the Jordan Subban incident happened, and the other stuff happened regarding race and the Mitchell Miller situation happened. I don't want to sound like I'm just trying to pick and choosing whatever ones I want to fight. I'm legitimately on the fence about the whole pro overall situation because I feel like he should have a right to express how he feels. But then at what point does this, him expressing how he feels turn into hate speech and hate upon a group of people who do not deserve that? Bam. Yeah, you said it perfectly. Um, 
And like I said, it, it's just it's it serves as another basis for people to just argue and bicker back and forth. You know, in this instance, I view it as people who are tired of um, not being treated with proper respect, pushing back against people who commonly target this specific group of people with disrespect. And then at the same time, when you push back, they like to pretend that they're oppressed or under attack. Yeah. Um, you know, you kind of mentioned this, but those type of people, they are the type to hoist up Proveroff as this beacon of hope. They are the types that bought his overpriced, crappy quality fanatics branded jersey to the point where it's sold out. They Just bought a fanatics jersey? Oh, it was a fanatics quality jersey. It wasn't they even the Adidas a, good quality stuff. They bought a fanatics jersey and in the attempt to own the libs, one yep, at the same time to own the gays, whoever else. I mean, that's a strong message until they realize that that same money, like I said before, is going towards those those companies that fit under the hockey is everybody umbrella that the NHL loves to promote and give money to in terms of, you know, helping them get by and helping them have fun and to reach out to other programs and to grow the game and other communities that may not have it. Like, so who's really laughing at the end of the day? Is it the people who are kind of sitting on Twitter 24-7 trying to call things out every, tw- every five seconds? No, it's the people who are getting these fundings from the NHL in order to grow their sports for these marginalized communities and people who don't have a chance. So at the end of the day, I don't, I don't really see who is winning, but the people who are getting yelled at for, for no reason. That it was the sense. Jersey Finder on Twitter, by the way, that put out, um, quoting a tweet. Yeah, somebody to own the libs paid $304 for a Fanatics branded breakaway player jersey of Ivan Provorov. I oh paid my. less for my Adidas authentic uh <laughs> Darlene Goathead. So, oh you know. My God. But again, it's not about the jersey quality, it's not about the price. It's about sticking it to the lips. It's about sending a message and that we will we will by buying that jersey, you are directly supporting these the people that you directly oppose. That's the way that I see it, at least. You can see it as, oh, we support the guy, but yeah, but who gets the money? The NHL gets a cut. Uh, Fanatics gets a cut to put out more lower-quality jerseys. No offense, Fanatics, but your jersey qualities are nowhere near the actual authentic. Yeah. It makes sense. That's we are, why it's we are jersey snobs around here, everybody. Yeah, Sorry. a little bit. Like I'm, <laughs> As I'm sitting here with my fucking KHL authentic Amor Habaros jersey that Polina brought from back home, but like at the end of the day, you're just giving money to the people who you directly oppose, which is ironic yep. and speaks a lot more to how uneducated certain aspects of the community who really do like these people really are. You know, to me, to sum up Proveroff, because we still have to talk about John Tortorella here in a minute. Right, Torts. I am someone of the opinion who I think, you know, Proveroff exposed himself to be uh Less than stellar person. I do feel like he used his religion to shield himself. Um, to you can argue how directly, but I would argue indirectly at the very least to be hateful towards another group, even in this relatively simple way. Um, and in a general sense, you know, throughout the history of this podcast, and I will just be honest. Um. You know, obviously, before Endo and Sin were a part of the show, I did the show with Deej. 
And what led to the the fracturing of that friendship was he very much had the standpoint of not wanting to cover kind of divisive topics like this. Um, and there were times where it's like, yeah, I agreed. You know what? Yeah, sure. We don't have to talk about that particular subject. And that's cool. Um, but not long after he left, the Kyle Beach thing happened. And I can't imagine just kind of on this show having brushed over that and not talked about it. Mm-hmm. This situation, I can't really imagine having not at least discussed it because some people could view it as, well, uh, this side, and I don't like that you're taking this side. And that's happened. On Twitter, I have outright had people say, oh, I'm not going to watch what you do anymore. You're an asshole. And look, I fully agree that probably to my own detriment at times, my refusal to like homogenize my content to not play both sides, to not be apolitical, um, has probably cost me. You know, I could have easily done that for the betterment of a higher platform or financial gain. I don't want to. I'd rather lose fans, lose friends, remain in a relatively obscure place in a small part of the internet and be happy with myself than kind of advance by being someone I'm not. And... That's backed up every day that I live stream on Twitch. And I know there are people in my chat who are gay, who are trans, and they view, you know, the community that I've built, that Endo's a part of, that I'm very fucking glad you're a part of. You've become one of my better friends in the past couple of years, and it's awesome. I've been friends with Sin for seven fucking years now at this point, almost six, seven. Um... Like I'm really happy with with where I am on the internet, even if it means I never get a fucking YouTube plaque or make this crazy amount of money. Like I still fucking love the people I get to interact with on a daily basis and where I'm at. So yes, I will push something like this to the end of the show, and it's not an attempt to hide. And having this conversation isn't an attempt to, you know, white knight as people will often defer to to try to be like, oh, why are you talking about this, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I still like that my channels kind of serve as what my intended goal was when I first started, which was, hey, I have YouTube channels that I go to when I'm having a rough fucking day just to try and get my mind off shit for five minutes. That's why I started my stuff in the first place. And I still serve as that for some people, even if half of it just consists of me yelling about how EA sucks at setting up their rosters. Um, But then on occasion, you have to go into a more kind of serious topic like this. And I'll wrap up the Provorov stuff just by saying, like, it wasn't an attack on a religious person uh, for the sake of it. But to me, I view it as when you simply can't just let people be people and people who aren't hurting anybody else, you deserve to be called out. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I hope he's happy with this decision. I hope what he thinks will happen for not wearing a jersey will happen for him, I guess. I I don't know. Any closing thoughts on Provorov before we talk about John Tortorella really quickly? No, uh, I think we both said everything that needs to be said, and the more we talk about it, it's just repeating the exact same thing over and over and over again. We both have our stances. Maybe my stance can change. Maybe your stance could change. Who knows? Like Time is a variable that I think a lot of people aren't understanding as well, too. Like, we, there, have pe- there have been people who have taken back comments from like five, ten years ago, and some some labels obviously still stick with them over a certain time. But I think that maybe like 
down the, down the line two, three years ago, Prover, two years from now, Proverb changes his mind or whatever doubles down on it. It doesn't really matter. Uh, is that people are taking certain things that they can at face value in the moment. That's basically the entirety of social media. And it's whether or not right now at this moment, this person's a bad person or a good person. Like, yeah. I, again, I don't know. So I'm going to say that, like, you know, it's bad, but it's also, you know, some elements that are, I guess, good in a way that like he's, you know, using his platform to say what he wants. But as long as it's not like extremely hateful and extremely detrimental to someone else, you know, like, I think this stuff needs more time for it to, for us to really yeah. see if this has a major effect into whether or not it, it's something extremely terrible. People are complicated is the best yeah. way to sum that up. And uh, John Tortorella is rather complicated. Um, unsurprisingly, he's defended Provorov the entire way, his decision to play him. Uh, from an AP article, quote, Provy did nothing wrong, Tortorella said Thursday. Just because you don't agree with his decision doesn't mean he did anything wrong. Uh, this article also says, Tortorella has coached five NHL teams and drew comparisons to his own controversy in 2016 in Columbus when he threatened to bench any player who protested or took a knee during the national anthem. His comments came in the wake of former San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick's decision to sit or kneel during the anthem because he said the country oppresses black people and people of color. Tortorella has said since and reiterated on Thursday that he was wrong for that stance. I learned a lot through that experience, he said. My feelings towards any type of protest to the flag during the anthem, it disgusts me to this day. It disgusts me. It shouldn't be done. Those are my feelings. But I can't push those feelings onto someone else, so I was wrong in saying that back then, and I didn't realize that I was. But once I went through it all, who am I to push my feelings onto someone else? Same situation here. You were so close, John. You were so close. Those last three words, John. Same situation here. It is not <laughs> yeah, the same it's... situation. You hating someone kneeling for the anthem is entirely different than a player refusing to wear a jersey because of who that jersey represents. I view it as a gulf indifference between the Kaepernick protest and towards hatred of it and a player using religion in my viewpoint as an excuse uh for bigotry and it apparently being unfair to critique them for it like that gulf indifference is as wide as Marianas trench is deep uh taking a knee to protest police brutality and racial injustice in your country versus the Provorov situation of I won't wear this jersey because it represents a community that my religion says I shouldn't acknowledge. I and let me know if I'm wrong. I would love to know. I don't view that as relatable in terms of pushing my feelings onto someone else, like Tortorella said. So again, like I see, I see how it can be construed in the same way as a protest or a non-support of a certain, you know, belief or certain right. But again, that's just. I don't know, man. I don't think it's exhausting. Yeah, it's just it's it's just a lot. It it honestly is just a lot. Especially because it's all happening all at the same time and you're kind of like trying to Mm -hmm. construe certain things. And again, you're taking things at at face value. And again, back to the whole thing about time and seeing how certain things play out. Tortorella said he learned from this experience about having a few years ago. He said that he didn't he would 
he wouldn't want someone kneeling for the or sitting out for the anthem and he learned from it mm. then you said as well like you know like the three words at the end is like the same thing as it's not it's 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 two different scenarios with two different amounts of weight to it over yeah. different scenarios and circumstances and so i think i think torella doesn't really mean to be the to come off as an asshole or anything yeah. He's just abrasive and set in his way of, you know, thought or the way that his mindset is in terms of being a coach and as an individual. Do I think mm. some of it may be detrimental a little bit to his brand? Sure. But I don't think he cares about that. His job is a coach and his, his he brand views, is being abrasive. Yeah, his brand is being abrasive. And so his job is a coach. And he says, I will coach my players and I want them to be playing the way that I want them to play. And then I guess with the aspect of, you know, opening up with this happening, maybe if he was still under that same guise as before, he would he would tell Provorov, you're wearing that fucking jersey kind of thing. Mm. And then not letting him have his self-expression. So maybe he's he's still learning. Maybe he's just I don't know. I'm not going to speak for another person. That's the one thing mm. as well, too. I don't want to speak for other people because they yeah. have their own chances to speak as well. I can make interpretations. But then again, that's not the actual truth of the matter coming out from their mouth because anyone can misconstrue anything. Anyone can say that they mean a certain way when they don't really mean a certain way as well. You know, I, I am not somebody who thinks once you say something shitty you that you are irredeemable. Mm hmm. I like the fact that he's still like he's not doubling down. Well, number one, I mean, it is still kind of shitty for him to be like, I hate the idea of someone kneeling for the anthem. It's like, okay, in that time, you haven't really learned why he did it. Um, you haven't really read up on the fact that, and here, here I go, white knighting again. Uh, that you know, racial injustice literally dates back to the dawn of the founding of the United States. <laughs> like, it literally starts from the very beginning. Um, but yeah, it's just. I don't know. Like I, I can respect the fact that he's like, hey, you know, yeah, I think it's shitty, but I can't force on someone. Like, you know, I agree. You got to give people room to grow and room to redeem themselves. It's just that final three. I just don't think you can again. And maybe I'm reading too much into it in terms of trying to compare those two situations. But um, you know, I'll I'll reiterate. Nothing happened to Ivan Provorov except people calling out his actions. Mm -hmm. Um, if you view them as shitty, like I do, if you don't view them as shitty, we can argue, we can agree to disagree, whatever, that's up to you. Um, nothing happened to John Tortorella. Uh, much like Provorov, you know, he either lost or gained your respect, depending on what side of this argument that's really gone to an absurd uh, level has, has spurned off into. Nothing really changes with the Flyers. Um, you know, JVR and Scott Lawton very much taking the lead on you know, uh, supporting in particular local youth in the greater Philadelphia area within the past year. Like they're really kind of spearheading uh, a lot of the Flyers campaigns in regards to what Pride Night was in the first place. So I commend the hell out of them. Uh, nothing's really changing with the NHL because they took an apolitical stance, as you expect them to do. Yeah. Um, and basically, like I said, we're three days out from this. And already people are moving on to, well, the all-star rosters, hey, the jerseys are cool as hell, right? I mean, it's just kind of an incident where the two sides say, this is bullshit. No, it's not bullshit. Fuck you. No, fuck you. And then three days later, we're all just exhausted. And 
what do you what do you get out of it? But again, it was the biggest story of this week in hockey. It's worth discussing. Um, and I mean, Endo, from from like your standpoint, I appreciate the fact that you know you have kind of this approach of like, man, I don't fucking know. It's exhausting because yeah. that's how most people feel. And I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and demand from you like hmm, take my side on this, Endo. Oh, sin, sin, if Sin was here, he'd take my side. Like, no, like, we're three different people with, you know, potentially three different opinions. We'll agree that a Pickles dick pic is hilarious. He uh, <laughs> got me with that one. God damn it. But in terms of this, it's just one of those things, man, where at the end of the day, all I know is that I would love to live in a world where people who do not hurt other people are just allowed to be happy. And be themselves and get that basic decency and respect from everyone else. And that's cool. Like that that's all I ask for, essentially. And I don't have an issue with really anybody until you show, like, oh, you're not gonna show that decency to somebody. Um, and again, who knows? Maybe um, you know, based off of some of the disagreements I've had with people at times, um, particularly on stream when you get a bit riled up and in the moment, maybe someone can call me hypocritical and hey, maybe I am in some ways. But, you know, much like I said with John Tortorella, people are complicated at the end of the day. So with that, we will look to wrap this show up, I think. Um, if there's anything else, Endo, you want to add or just kind of go into promoting what you have going on, the floor is yours. Everybody love everybody. That's it. That's it. I don't I don't feel like promoting my shit after a conversation like this. Uh, yeah, everyone love everybody. Treat you treat others that you want to be treated. If you're religious, love thy neighbor. You know, just treat each other the way you want the world to be. You want the world to be great, treat your like great. You want the world to be like shit, treat your other like shit. I don't I don't know, man. We're here for don't a short time. We're here for a short time. Realistically, we don't know when our time's going to go. So, would you rather be an asshole to people for the for your entire duration of whatever un unfounded like set time you have here? Or would you want to do something to help people or just be better for others? That's I I have I don't know the proper words to say. So, just love everybody, love everybody, treat treat people with respect. That's all I got to say. Four words to live life by. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. We will see you next week, everybody. Thank you, as always, for listening and supporting the show. And uh, be nice to one another this weekend. Be nice.